Take a step back in time. This is Orson Welles speaking from London. From Hollywood, the George Burns and Gracie Allen Show. Here is our Miss Brooks. Hey, folks, it's Friday night. Call up a friend and tell him Red Skelton's on. Better yet, call up an enemy. On November 13th, Felix Unger was asked to remove himself from his place of residence. That request came from his wife. She asked him to leave because he wouldn't listen to the Joel Mahalik Show. everybody welcome to the show it's the joel mahalik show and happy to be here with you thanks for joining me it's sunday night so that means we're here we're here i'm here you're here i got a really special guest coming up here very shortly on the show can't wait to get to that uh first of all though um here's the thing if you got a point during any point in the conversation if you have a point during any point of the conversation then you can call me, you can text me, call or text 484-429-6061. Again, 484-429-6061. Subscribe to the podcast. Don't get left out. Okay, just visit joelmahalik.com, hit the subscribe button, and then you can look and see all the different services that we're hooked up with, and we're still hooking more up. So drop me a line at joelmaholicradio at gmail.com if you're hunting down your favorite podcast service and you want to hear us on there and i'll get it done i have some in the works so we are moving along as fast as possible uh you know halloween's just around a corner um uh, you know I, I, I could do an entire segment which i won't tonight but i could do an entire segment on all the halloween controversy going on it's really crazy uh different areas different regions different towns you know uh different things happening but um, because it's Halloween, you know, every, all the different channels are ramping up. Hey, come watch our Halloween. Hulu's doing a Huluween. Yeah, you know, everybody wants to do their thing. And it's also happening out here in podcast land, okay? Uh, and we'll talk about some of that with... Uh, we will talk about some of that with our guest tonight. Also, I wanted to bring up a podcast that I just found recently that I want you to know about. Uh, it's called uh, Lore. Uh, if you haven't heard about this, um, it's a great podcast. Uh, it's a it, it, it's nonfiction things, real stuff that happened in history. And each uh, episode presents one of these stories. And uh, the thing is, it's historical events that show the dark side of human nature. I mean, you know what they always say. They always say that uh, reality is scarier than fiction. And that's what they do. It's a great podcast, and I found it, I don't think even two weeks ago, I mean, 11 episodes I I did on the first day. I mean, I just can't get enough of it. And you should visit and check it out, especially if you like that kind of stuff. And I think even if you're you're in the history, you may be surprised about some of the things that happen in history that uh, you may think to yourself, man, this is better than stuff I see in Hollywood. And that's the thing. Like, this stuff really happened. Uh, so it's lorepodcast.com, and then it also, uh, uh, they have uh, Aaron Mankey, who is the host. 
He's written some books, so he's put some stories in the books. And then it moved on to Prime Video. It's in the second season on Prime Video. So, and I'm telling you, I'm hooked into everything. I'm hooked, I'm hooked into all of it. So check it out, lorepodcast.com, if you like being scared. <laughs> Especially if you want to see how scary history really is. But anyway, so if you're looking around for other podcast stuff, too, uh, then you're also you're going to get some great stuff from my guest tonight about Halloween. Uh, my guest tonight uh, runs Old Time Radio USA. It is a 24-7, 365 Old Time Radio Program station. Take a listen. Yes, we can't ignore our wives, can we? No, but I have no respect for a man who doesn't try. <laughs> From comedy to sci-fi. Adventures in time and space. Told in future tense. You're listening to Old Time Radio USA. Now let's get back to where we were, which is about as boring a place as I can think of. And there you have it, folks. Old Time Radio USA. Please welcome onto the program with me uh, the owner-operator... Head honcho over there, Barry Slinker, my very good friend. Barry, good evening. How are you? Joel, it's a pleasure to be back on here. Thanks for having me on again. Thank you very much. My pleasure. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show. And I know this is your first stop over on the new um, venture we're doing. But, yes, you were uh, an annual, if not more than an annual, uh, maybe even a biannual mainstay over the old show. And... Um, and it, 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 it's not always about old-time radio with you. I mean, we connect on a lot of different levels. and um, But because this whole new venture, this whole new great thing that I'm doing is bringing in all different types of new people, I, I do want to target first and foremost. I want to get your product out of the way. But And before we do, there's something that had come up a couple weeks ago at work that I could not wait to share with you. Uh, when you got here on the on the program, and I didn't share with you beforehand because, as you know, uh, I don't want to do too much talking beforehand because then we'll, we may have nothing to talk about <laughs> once you get here. So here it is. You know, uh, classic rock bands, bands from the sixties, the seventies. You know, you, you go to the concerts and you go, "Wow, look at the generation!" They just continue to bring new fans in. From the younger generation, which I think is a great thing. I think that, you know, the classic bands that are still out there touring and still attracting younger people and more and more younger people, I think that's great. You know, I mean, most of us got hooked through this stuff through our parents. But here's the thing, Barry. So I'm at work, I'm at lunch one day, and our recruiter at work is listening to an old time radio program station on one of her services that she uses. And she's like probably early 30s. But I thought I had never imagined, you and I have always talked about the love we have for old-time radio. You know, a, a labor of love. We enjoy doing this. I had never imagined that I would see the same effect I see from music happening you know, with old-time radio shows. And I just thought well, that was it, amazing. I couldn't wait to tell you that. Well, I mean, it is interesting to um, to see the younger generation. People still look at me these days like, what is this and why are you doing this? 
because <laughs> um, I mean, because we're we're all visual now. You know, we, you know, TV's been around since um, you know what fifties probably, and mm-hmm. you know, with the TVs and you know, the, and the theaters, you know, we're all visual now, and it's um, it's really difficult to actually sit down and listen. I know audiobooks have made a a, a, a jump over the years. But, uh, you know, people still are visual, and to actually sit down and listen to anything is kind of difficult when you're used to sitting in front of a TV screen. Number two, if, you, um, if you're listening to something that wasn't of even your generation, I mean, it's no different than, you know, somebody, you know, somebody in their 20s, you know, goes out and watches the new Halloween movie that just came out, but, you know, doesn't like the 1956 war of the worlds movie. It's boring to them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so it, it's, um, I mean, I hope old time radio will be around for many years to come. Uh, it's been around for so many years already. And I hope, uh, because of people like you and myself, you know, especially with the stations that, uh, that we do, we can keep old time radio alive for, you know, even my kids and beyond. Yeah, you know, it, it's just been one of those things that, uh, you know, even when I got into broadcasting it um, just as a, a weekly show, whereas, I mean, you, you're running a station of it, you know, uh, 24-7, 365. When, back years ago when I was doing it as a weekly one-hour show and doing it for for love, I mean, I yeah, we had some followers and people liked it. They really enjoyed what I was doing with it, but... Uh, I didn't realize that there was a place uh, for it until actually, probably, Barry, until the point where I met you, and that was probably where it hit home, that this was bigger than I could even imagine. You know, uh, I I don't want to rehash everything we talked about, but we talked about how we both have always been into it. I mean, I remember as a child, I mean, I went to sleep every night to CBS, uh, the CBS Radio Mystery Theater. Why did they have to have such a long title? It makes it hard for me now as I get older. <laughs> but I went to bed to that every night. So, and then I come back, I do it as a labor of love, but probably until I met you, and then it was like the world was, my eyes were opened to what really was going on with that genre in the world of the Internet. How many shows and stations and just people just, like online museums that were also selling you know uh, the shows on on a CD if you wanted, and um, so it, it amazes me now. But old time radio USA for new people that are here, for old people that know you from the old show, talk about what what exactly is. Oh, I'm hitting my microphone. What exactly is your product, old time radio USA? Uh, a quick shoot into your roots because it has grown immensely over the years. And in fact, next year, you're going to hit the 20 year mark of it. So let's talk about that. Or actually, I should say, you talk about that. I'm going to drink some tea. Yep. Uh, 20 years uh, next year will be because uh, we, uh, well, I should, instead of saying we, it's just me. I, I'm the only one that runs this station. There's uh, nobody else but little old me. Um, Started back in 1999 when internet broadcasting was brand new and it was a novelty. So I said, hey, sure, you know, I'm going to get my own internet radio station. So 
I didn't really have the music um, collection to do music. So I said, hey, I've got a, a fairly large collection of old-time radio shows. So I started that. And, you know, just like, um, you know, music bands or rock bands that, that come together that think they're only going to last, you know, a couple years or something like that. Uh, that's how I actually started mine. I said, yeah, I'll do this for, you know, a couple of months, you know, until the new, the novelty of streaming old-time or just streaming a station of your very own over the internet. That's when broadband was just starting to come out. And, you know, it just grew and it kept going from year to year. Um, mainly as a, a seasonal station, it didn't have right. quite the collection to do an all year round station. So I, it actually became a seasonal station coming back then, uh, Thanksgiving Eve night. And then throughout, um, you know, into the new year. And I operated that way for probably a good, uh, I don't know, to 15, 17 years. And it just wasn't until a couple years ago that I actually decided to pull the plug and, you know, say, Hey, we're going to do this all year round. No more seasonal. We're going to do 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. And I wonder, I, I think back and it's like, why didn't I do this a long time ago? But, you know, it's grown to where I actually have a second station. Uh, Old Time Radio USA is my flagship station. My second station is Suspense Radio USA. That is my second station that is 24-7, 365 days a year of the original classic suspense series. All 900-plus known available episodes. So yeah, now, do they do they run at random or do you just run them in a loop? Um, I it's basically an auto DJ setup and it just runs uh, randomly. Uh, when I first started it, I started I actually was streaming it in chronological order of the date that it was aired. Wow. But that was really a painstaking <laughs> time. <laughs> uh, I can imagine to try and put those in uh, chronological order. So um, I ended up moving from uh, one streaming server to another. And uh, and I said, you know what, I, I don't have the time to, <laughs> to do the, uh, the painstaking process of trying to get this in chronological order. And, and, and I don't think it really mattered um, by the time I was doing it. I think uh, just the, the show, the product, the suspense was enough to carry it through. So... Yeah, so back in 1999, I started out as WOTR USA, and probably six years after that, once I realized that, you know, this is you know this is ongoing, I probably need a more, you know, kind of like a more fitting name, and I went with the Old Time Radio USA. I mean, it was pretty simple, broadcasting old time radio shows. I'm from the U.S., so Old Time Radio <laughs> USA, and we've been there, or I've been there ever since. Even talking about maybe doing station number three, possibly sometime next year. Wow! So let's take a let's take a step back for a second, um, because you mentioned that you do it yourself, and we know what that's like here. I mean, for the for pretty much we've been like a, a two man show here at the QIB Radio Network forever. I mean, we've had, as you know, we've had people come in. And hang out all the time, and you know there are uh, people around the table basically. But I mean, when to operate it, uh, there's two of us now. So you're doing twenty four 
365, old-time radio shows. So as a one-man gang doing all this, just take a minute or two and dive into so so the people get a gist of what is in the day of a life of Barry having to manage, you know, what as you say, two stations now. You know, we know, you know, or maybe they don't know, but, you know, there is a good percentage of it that is automated, but it's not automated until you tell it how to automate. So just, you know, step into that for a second and so people can get the gist of what a, what a day in the life of running this operation is for you. Well, um, setting up the automated station, um, I create basically a generalized playlist of um, umpteen thousand shows um, on a storage server that it uh, that it streams from, and there's no random order. Um, if uh, if all goes well, the the setup is that it does not play an artist, or in this case, um, you know, a radio series like Yours Truly, Johnny Dollar. It won't play another Yours Truly, Johnny Dollar for at least uh, twelve hours. And it will not play the same episode title from that artist for 72 hours. So setting it up as a what what we call in this kind of industry a general rotation playlist, it just goes out and just grabs random shows. So it takes very little interaction for me once I get it set up. Once I get it set up, really the only daily interaction I have with it outside of just monitoring, make, making sure everything's going okay, is that um, my scheduled shows that I do of an evening, Ed Clark's American Old Time Radio, um, CBS Radio Mystery Theater, uh, and all, all, the different, um, all the different ones I do, uh, Saturday mornings, uh, one nostalgic weekend, you know, and things of, the, things of that nature. Now, I have to go in there um, pretty much every day to set up those shows daily. But and that only takes about maybe fifteen minutes tops to do that, and then you know I can I can walk away from it until I need to do it again the next day. So that's for old time radio USA. Uh, Suspense radio USA is very simple. Uh, it's even more simple. I really don't have to do anything with that once I had it set up. I put all the all the known available nine hundred and sixty plus shows available in the suspense catalog that's known to exist today. Right. I put them all. I put them all in one playlist, and it's uh, and it's randomized. So yeah. I was I was trying to establish how busy of a guy you are, <laughs> and you sort of ruined it. But that's okay. No, that's fantastic stuff. Uh, we're I'm, I'm up against my break here. Uh, we are talking with Barry Slinker, Old Time Radio USA, and Suspense Radio USA. Um, if you want, if you have a point or uh, you want to make a text, you can text the show. 484-429-6061. That's 484-429-6061. We're live at joelmaholic.com, and you can go there, listen to the show, and while you're at it, click, 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 click subscribe, and you can just subscribe to the podcast. I never get left behind. You can go back and listen to them all. When we come back from break, I am going to uh, bring up something that I never brought up to Barry before uh, about his library. And we'll see what he says uh, about that. Anyway, it's the Joel Mahalik Show. And I got all kinds of noises in my ear. <laughs> I'm going to come right back after this. 
So I use my computer every day. Not even sure how I get along without it. But I wasn't prepared for a virus. A Trojan, they called it. One night I'm cruising along, and the next night I can't do anything. I was afraid it was going to cost me a fortune. Boy, was I surprised. They had me back up and running the same day I called them. I really like PC Tech Rescue. And you know what? My wallet likes them too. Are you troubled by computer problems? PC Tech Rescue should be your very next call. Whether the problem is viruses, hardware, software, or any other issue, they can diagnose your problem and have you back up and running fast. With more than 25 years of industry experience, you can be sure you are getting dependable and affordable service. Call today, 484-429-6061, or email us at pctechrescue at gmail.com. Welcome back, folks. It's the Joel Mahalik Show. I am so glad you're tuning in. And whether you're here with me live or if you're on the podcast, uh, great stuff. I'm glad you're here. Um, JoelMahalik.com, that is the website. I know I keep saying that, but I have to keep saying that. That's that's my job. That's my job, to direct you to the right place. And I'm sure you got the spelling of the name by now. Because we spelled it out all during the first season, and obviously you're here. But did you know that I am putting together all the different podcast places you can subscribe to? And the list is growing. And you can just click subscribe at the website, and you can find the link to the one that you need. You need iTunes, you need CastBox, TuneIn, Spreaker, they're there. They're there, and we are continuing to build and track down more what do they call them podcatchers now? I don't know, but that's the story. Okay, get this. You can text the show. If you want to get a message to me, you can text the show, 484-429-6061, 484-429-6061. You can call it, too, but you're going to get screened by a very mean man. So I don't know if you actually get on the air unless you have a really good point. But anyway, I'm just kidding. Uh, so back with me, Barry Slinker, old-time Radio USA. Barry, we have talked... Uh, many a times before about your library, my library, this show, that show, and something else happened a couple weeks ago. Uh, I stumbled onto in a conversation. Somebody brought back memories flooding into my head of another show that I not only listened to from the old time radio standpoint when I was a child, but I used to watch the episodes on TV. And as you know, and if you know, a lot of uh, radio became television, or television became radio, or vice versa, or both at the same time. But um, I, then I thought to myself, I have to ask Barry if he has it in his collection. I know I don't. And if he does, is he airing it? And if he isn't, why isn't he? Do you remember? Recall? You are there. Uh I vaguely remember I, that. I, I stumped them, it. ladies and gentlemen. I stumped Barry Slinker. <laughs> okay, so we can end. We can end the show now. No, you're not <laughs> off the hook. That no, no, no. Okay. No, I. Uh, do, I have to say, I do not have that in my collection. I. You're going to love this, Barry, and you, and in fact, you're going to love this so much. I think you're going to go out and get them. And I mean, you can you can check it out at archive.org. This show. 
okay, would take an event from history, like the Battle of Gettysburg, uh, the signing of the Declaration of Independence, the Battle of Waterloo. I mean, you like all these different big events from history all over the world. They would take these events for each episode. They would take one, and then what they would do is they it would be a newscast. Okay, this was CBS did this. So basically, it was like the news would take you back in time, and we're actually sending our reporters onto the scene at Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. You know, July first, eighteen sixty-three, and they they would be there, and they would be interviewing the generals and people on the field, and reporting back to the the quote unquote studio. You know what I mean? And microphones and cameras, and it was just wild. The TV part was really interesting because you know, theater of the mind is radio, and then the way they interpreted it for television, and they went, uh, they had a good run on television and a really good run on radio, but it was just it was just insane. The, the concept of it. And it's a concept that if somebody were to reboot that or something similar, it would work again, I think. But that was the premise of it, and it was called You Are There. And you know, basically, it would start out with a little intro of a news anchor telling you what was going on, Battle of Gaysburg or, or whatever, what have you. And then it would go into its intro, You Are There! And then all of a sudden, the reporters show up on scene with the cameras and you know, they're interviewing General Lee and <laughs> General Meade. Uh, you know, it, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that I stumped you. I'm surprised I stumped you, and I'm sorry I stumped you. I did all my emotions at once. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm glad. I can't believe it. <laughs> well, you let, the, uh, you let the air out of my inner tube, so I appreciate that. Oh, that's all right. That's all right. But it, it it gives you something to it gives you something to go out and research. Yes, I definitely will research that because it does sound interesting the way you uh way you described it. So um yeah, I mean if I can get a hold of it, I will definitely add it to uh the station collection and everybody else will be able to hear it too. Yeah, you can check it out like I said at uh archive.org. Um, which I know you know about uh, that oh, they, yeah. um, they have a whole library. I'm sorry, I'm trying to multitask. I'm not very good at multi. I don't chew gum and walk very well at the same time. Uh, um, it, it, it appears I gave out the phone number and boom, we have a caller, Barry. <laughs> so, um, it is Hank from PA and Hank, are you there? Uh, some people say I'm not all there. Hank, how are you? Good, thank you. Uh, Joe, do you remember this voice? Yes, I do. Yeah? Oh, well, very good. Pleased to hear you. Barry, Pleased to hear you. you. What can we do for you? For your efforts. I enjoy old-time radio. Yeah? How long have you been listening to it? So. Uh, as a matter of fact, I also restore antique radios and wish I could hear uh, up here uh, by Westchester the old uh, old-time radio via some of my old radios, the, for, for, you know, for the nostalgia. It seems like the, the programming then was also uh, much more superior than what we would have today, including the uh, the commercials was, were much more entertaining. I wonder if you fellas have found the same thing. Uh, yeah, in fact, um, 
when I was running an old-time radio program each week uh, years ago, I purposely had added, instead of any, like, I mean, maybe a station ID, but during the breaks, there were no modern breaks. It was all uh, commercials of the day that that, that went with. And um, so we might have added a station stinger, but then any anything any other part of the commercials were um, old time radio commercials. You so know, I would agree with you. Even listening to the stuff on the old radio makes it seem more realistic. Like I'm in my 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 parents' living room when they were kids, you know, listening to the Lone Ranger or Fever McGee or whatever the case might be. Right. And I do remember the old. Uh, that uh, you are there. I seem to remember they had done uh, something with George Washington, the Valley Forge, or the Battle of Brandywine. Yep. <laughs> yep, they did Valley Forge. You're right. You're right. He knows his stuff. <laughs> Barry, what's yeah, they did. Interest in this kind of thing. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. And and, and Hank, uh, you know, uh, Sunday nights. I mean, you know, uh, you got a point. Call in. Thanks for the call. Hank enjoys. Have a good evening. Hank enjoys old time radio, and I'm really glad that I'm, I was. I'm surprised, Barry, that somebody called in, and uh, you know, it, 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 on the point, and is a fan, and is very knowledgeable uh, in old time radio, and uh, made some good points. I know. I, I I know you probably didn't really hear the call. I'm sorry about that, Barry. Yep, you didn't get me right. leave, did you? Okay. Well, you know what, Barry? <laughs> you can download the podcast tomorrow morning and listen to. <laughs> Listen Absolutely, to so I can get to hear what he said. A <laughs> uh, uh, point of reference uh, for the engineers to work on, um, but yeah. So, I, but I do want you to check that out, especially since you're not familiar with it. And I know, listen, nobody can be familiar. I'm certainly not familiar with all the old time radio. I am mostly familiar with all the scary and macabre stuff. Not and and probably not all of that. Um, but. I feel, Barry, that I kind of feel like you are here would be a pretty good addition. And, of course, would give you more variety and more stuff for your library. Absolutely. So, now listen, you talked about a possible third station in 2019. Is this because you perfected the way of getting all the stuff done once and only having to check after that? I'm just I'm messing with you. But, but that is a good point. That is a good point. No, it um, no, it actually. I mean, not only has you know have I perfected it, but it also it, it's just another avenue to get old time radio out there to the masses. Now, I will elaborate on the kind of station that I am going to do, and you, Mister uh, Mahalik, you might want to hold on to your seat because you're going to like what I'm about to tell you. Wow. And everybody out there. I'm being told. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> my third station, we will be uh, the CBS Radio Mystery Theater, 24 hours oh, a day, seven on. days a week. <laughs> so there's umpteen <laughs> episodes out there that, you know, that has to get out, that has to be heard. Now, How many do you have? Oh, I am. Um, as of right now, I think I probably got 600 plus. And there's 
close to more, you know, close to double out there than what I've got. I was so going to say, isn't there somewhere around fourteen hundred of them? I think. Yeah, yeah, somewhere in that neighborhood. Now, depending on who you talk to, because uh, this has been a debatable question for a while now, is CBS Radio Mystery Theater, um, you know, is that considered old time radio? Uh, some people will beg to differ and say, no, it's not old-time radio. But I beg to differ with that and say that it is. So, My opinion is that that it most definitely is. I totally agree with that, because when I was listening to old-time radio shows, when I first started listening to old-time radio shows in my, I think it was maybe late 70s, I was listening to Abbott and Costello, The Shadow, that was called... uh, you know, old time radio back then of shows that was, uh, what, 40, 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, CBS radio mystery theater started in the late seventies and here it is, uh, 2018, almost 2019, uh, just about the same amount of years. So that, um, that is definitely old time radio. Uh, didn't, didn't that start earlier than I thought that started like mid, if not, 74 73 and i'm just guessing i'm not I'm, again I'm not, I'm not the authority on uh all that stuff but i have a feeling it may be earlier than mid i'm wanting to say that that had to i was thinking maybe late 70s uh, it could be it could be uh mid 70s but i know it uh went into uh the early 80s um, so it's a, it's a very good possibility. I, you know, I'll be going 50 years old next year. So, you know, my mind's not what it used to be actually 1974. So you got me on another one. So if you have <laughs> a, if you have a button there, you can push for an applause, go ahead and hit it now. <laughs> I don't, I don't, not yet, but now we're working on it. <laughs> um, I cannot believe that is awesome. First of all, congratulations on the third station. Second of all, thank you very much for the, th- for the third station. I mean, yet you have to understand. Um, so I'm not quite ready to hit 50, but I'm getting there. We're, we're close, but, you know. So old-time radio to me was the mystery th- uh, theater. I keep, you know, I'm going to mess up. I keep wanting to say mystery science theater, and that's that's a whole... <laughs> other thing that i enjoyed from my younger years but but no the cbs radio mystery theater that was the first thing i listened to in old time radio and it was on the local philadelphia am station uh w man i know this fil WPEN or WFIL, I'm not sure which, but um, and great stuff. So, and because I was a child, I mean, to us, to our generation, that would be old time radio still. Definitely, definitely. There's there's some things being done right now, but they're not much more than just radio drama. So. Um, another radio, 
Yeah, another radio station from, or not radio station, but another radio show from that era uh, that was in the late 70s, it was called uh, the Sears Radio Theater, or it's more commonly known as Mutual Radio Theater. That right. was kind of yeah, kind of along the same lines as CBS Radio Mystery Theater. I think it ran Monday through Friday. Each night had a different genre. I think um, like Monday night was Western night, if I'm not mistaken. And I think that was hosted by Lauren Green. Um, Tuesday was comedy night, comedy night. And I remember that one was hosted by uh, Andy Griffin. And then uh, you had mystery night on Wednesday, Vincent Price. Uh, let's see. Thursday was uh, kind of like romance or something like that with uh, Cicely Tyson. And then. Probably just you had Adventure Night on Friday nights, Leonard Nimoy, Mr. Spock. And all great voices for radio to do that, to, to, to be the hosts. Absolutely. You know, these are people who certainly had what we call a radio voice. So, yeah, I, I, do, I, I do remember them, too. Uh, I, I've heard a, a couple of them here and there, but um, certainly, um, but the... The Radio Mystery Theater, that did it for me. I mean, you know, as I got older, I went backwards as far as, oh, I got to know more. And then, of course, um, later years as an adult, and what probably prompted me to do the weekly show was just, you know, um, hanging out with my dad, and he just had oodles of this stuff on reel-to-reel and cassette tapes. And, uh, you know, we started, that's what really built a lot of the library that I use is we had, not anymore, but we had our old, his old reel-to-reel, and we had it cleaned, and we were, we hooked it up through a disc jockey mixer into a computer to rip some of those shows um, into MP3, which gave us the nice natural sound that Hank from PA was talking about. Um, so, but I wanted more, you know, and then of course my big discovery in the radio horror was murder at midnight, which I know we giggle about that all the time because probably the worst music in radio theater, but it, but it works. It's so weird that it's scary and works and, and all this other stuff. So, but, uh, I'm really excited for you with, um, the new station coming out. I'm really excited for me with the new station coming out. I'm excited for everybody. And you're doing great things over there. Uh, I'm not kicking you off. You're hanging out for the last segment. But uh, I'm just I'm reiterating that you do great things over there. You always have. Uh, we loved it as a seasonal station. It's even better now that we can just tune in anytime we want. And you do have a really good variety. And people need to know that. So before um, we get out tonight... We're going to make sure everyone has the links. The links will be on the website, um, the show notes, the website, all the stuff that goes with this. You'll be able to find Barry anyway through me because we're always hanging out together through our social media networks. So i got to do one more quick break coming up here in a few seconds. I want to remind everybody, if you want to call or text, it's 484-429-6061, 484-429-6061. Get the podcast. And go back, if you haven't listened to Season 1, go listen to Season 1. It's all there. Go to joelmahalik.com and check it out. Hit the subscribe button. That list is still building. 
So just drop us a line if you don't see some place that you'd like to see, and we'll make sure if it's not on my workable list that it's happening. So I'm probably a little early, but that's okay. It only takes a punch of a button. I'm going to come back right after this, and we have Wombat of the Week coming up. We have our Honor Thy Heroes and a couple other small tidbits. See you right after this. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat, and apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable, but how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Broadcasting from a crummy little studio in Baltimore, Maryland. This is Reality One Radio. You see why we need your donations? Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. It's the Joe Mahalik Show here with uh, Barry Slinkers hanging out. He's going to stay for the rest of it. And uh, I don't know, maybe back and forth some of this stuff we have here. Um, text the show, 484-429-6061. JoeMahalik.com is where you can go. If you go to my website, and if you're there right now, you're listening to it live. It airs there live. The podcasts are there. Subscribe is there. Also, the news page, but if you hang out with us on Facebook at, at JM Talk, you'll get that news anyway. But also, the blog is there. Um, I think it's called Randoms. I think that's what I named it. Joel Mahalik Randoms. So my blog is there. All that's happening, and we're expanding the website. I keep adding things, and we're tweaking, and things like that. And I'm keeping my graphic design person busy, so all cool stuff. So welcome back to the show. Move some things around here on the desk real quick because we're talking about this generation, that generation. Interesting thing came across my desk this week. Um, it regarding, I didn't look up the pronunciation. I'm going to say zennials. Barry, you ever heard this term zennials? Yeah, there's. Yeah, I definitely have heard of that. Okay, am I saying it right then? I think so, yes. Okay. So, also known as the first millennials. Now, they have the dates as 1977 to 1987. I think they might be off. I don't think... I think it was early 80s that they started, not 70. But anyway, interesting stuff here um, came across. A current age, 31 to 41. Of course, it covers nobody here on the show. Um, the largest group after the baby boomers. Approximately 70 million. Researchers say this is one of the best generations because of their contribution to family and society. They still possess the old school, work hard and survive independently attitude of Gen X, while uh, starting the tech-savvy sophistication of millennials. Uh, Of all generations, Xennials understand our current world the most. They were the first to experience the birth of the Internet and use it, They witnessed sports greatness firsthand from Michael Jordan, Kobe, LeBron, and Mike Tyson, to mention a few. They played the first video games, but still knew how to play outside. They enjoyed great music throughout the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. 
and they started fashionable trends and were also the first ones to own the first ever iPhone. Now, that's pretty interesting because I didn't even know that they snuck a generation in between Gen X and the boomers. Or, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, the first millennials. But I don't think there was much good music in the not. I mean, certainly past 95, I think music totally tanked. I'll disagree with that. But I like what they said about they were the first to play video games, but the first to still go outside and play. Because that's something that's missing these days. And I just, I found this interesting. It came across my desk. I printed it out. Of course, I printed it out in a really small font. That's why I sound like an idiot trying to read it, because, you know, I'm trying to old eyes, and, and it, it's on a dark paper. I don't know. Hell printed this stuff. Anyway, I thought it was interesting. Zennials. Who knew? All right. That's that. Um. Okay. So... Everyone knows that I that uh, my position on on these people who are celebrating uh, hallow thank hallow thanks miss. I mean, you know we got we're not even we haven't even hit Halloween yet, and uh, not only is retail going crazy with Christmas decorations, but uh, Hallmark Channel <laughs> two days ago started their countdown of Christmas with their movies, their Christmas movies, and uh, so there are people who enjoy that, there are people who are probably, I, I'm not going to say probably, I know. I've seen I've seen friends' pictures. They've already got their trees up. Okay? So, um, maybe a little crazy, but um, <laughs> I'm a little more old-fashioned, but this is why I'm bringing this up. Because especially if you're in the area of Pennsylvania or New Jersey, Maybe even Delaware, depending on where you shop for your real Christmas trees. Now, there was some reports that came out in the area. And um, some experts are saying that it probably is not a concern. And, of course, they add the word yet, which tells me that some people might be concerned. If you like real Christmas trees, you should be advised that if you don't know what the... Uh, what is it? Uh, uh, it's a lantern fly. What is it? Spotted lantern fly or something like that? Um, a barrier out in the Midwest. All you have to deal with is snow. Um, I did not print that out. I, it's something lantern fly. Uh, they're colorful. Um, they're a pain in the neck, though. Uh, there's a lot of trees that they just decimate. They eat. Um, and uh, stories came out about the the idea that they may be laying their eggs in some of the trees that people bought for uh, for their christmas trees especially in like central new jersey and some parts of pennsylvania especially where tree farms are there are bands there are bands and there's all kinds of what you should do if you see these flies because they're not a harm to people, but they're a nuisance, especially when it comes to trees and, and things like that. And so what they were saying was, be careful where you buy and if you buy a real tree for your Christmas tree, because you may have it in your house and already hundreds of these lantern flies in your house because the eggs have hatched. Now, some tree people, some Christmas tree experts 
Christmas tree farm farmers and such like that are saying that they haven't seen a whole lot of evidence, very little in fact, of uh, eggs uh, on on the, the Christmas trees. But as a public service thing, I'm just trying to tell my audience, if you're in those areas, you may want to rethink that. The fact is, I've never heard of any kind of insect, you know, laying eggs inside of a tree. I've never heard. I'm not saying it's never been heard of. I've never heard. And damn, that's scary. I, now, don't get me wrong. We don't. I don't do real Christmas trees. My daughter does, so I hope she's listening or gets the podcast. I, I just want people to know this stuff, that this stuff is making the news and this stuff, these people are concerned, even a little bit of concern. But, uh, I, you know, they say it's the insect is not harmful to humans. But I hear there's some communities in Pennsylvania, people come out from a restaurant or something at night to go to their car, and their car is covered with them. Now, if you're like me, you get kind of skeeved. Barry, I don't know if you would get skeeved. I'm probably not taking that car home. That will probably be my first call to Uber. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Lantern flies. I was going to call them tavern flies, but okay. Where am I at with time? Okay. So we have these two regular segments we do um, every week. And the first one is our Wombat of the Week. And uh, this story is just so crazy. And it's funny. I wish you could see. uh, Maybe I'm going to take a picture. I'm going to take a picture tonight before I throw this out and post it so you can see. This news story, I have a giant post-it note over the, you know, I printed the news story out. So there's this giant picture before the story. And I had to have somebody tape this posted on there and if you know me you know why if you don't you'll laugh i'm going to post a picture of the of the news story so anyway so here's what happened okay uh here's the wombat of the week and the wombat of the week i'm sorry i didn't even explain what it was barry doesn't even know what a wombat of the week is he's he's, his first trip here it's stupid people doing stupid things and guess what you made it to the newspaper so we're going to exploit you here on the show so each week i pick one and we get some submissions and sometimes we don't and I have to sift through all the stories of the week and pick one. And if you want to send me your Wombat of the Week, I think there's two ways to do it. Wombat at JoelMahalik.com or JoelMahalikRadio at gmail.com. You can send me links to stories of stupid people doing stupid things. Believe me, there's plenty of them out there. So you'll find one. So anyway, um, the winner this week is a man that badly damaged part of his parents' house in a blaze after using a blowtorch to kill spiders. Uh, local media station KFSM reported 29 firefighters called to the property in Fresno, California. Uh, he tried to exterminate them with a blowtorch, but accidentally started a blaze. The man got out safely, but the home's attic and second story are severely damaged. Fire crews were filmed for the news, obviously, sawing off parts of the roof and cleaning out the garage. Local Firefighter force officials tweeted afterwards, please don't use a blowtorch to kill spiders. Seriously, if you're using blowtorches to kill spiders, you're a wombat. I just run from them. I can't stand them. I'm arachnophobic to the umpteenth degree. Um, I heard in a related uh, report 
that uh, the spiders he was uh, targeting were black widows. Now, that doesn't mean <laughs> there's just other ways to do it. You know how what I would have done? I, he was house-sitting for his parents. Sorry, I'm not house-sitting no more. See you later, bye. I'm out. I'm out. I hate this time of year because they're very prominent this time of year. In fact, I saw pictures from Australia. I saw pictures from Australia. This is, they call it spider season. And folks, Barry, there's, the pictures are like of of trees and and forest and plains and and they're just covered. I mean, it looks like a scene out of the movie The Mist. Covered with just blankets and blankets of spider webs. Uh uh-uh. uh. Takes Australia off the books for me to move to. Period. Anyway. Okay. Our other feature we do every week is our Honor Thy Heroes. Now, uh, we started doing this a while back. I, I, I love doing it. I think it's important that we do it. I'm getting some great positive feedback about doing it. So thank you very much. I'm happy to perform the service. And we honor first responders uh, for their heroic or, or fantastic deeds. Um, this week, Honor Thy Heroes honors... Pittsburgh police officers, excuse me, um, Brandon Crane and Daniel Joyce, who were called to what seemed to be a no-win situation. Was it last Friday? It was not too long ago. I think it was last Friday. They were called to a a suicidal male uh, in Pittsburgh, obviously. And uh, apparently this man, this could have gone really bad. Um, he had his hand in his pocket, and when they finally convinced him to take his hand out of his pocket, at the time, he pointed, a, he pulled out a gun and pointed it at the officers. Now, how's this for quick thinking? And their training told them that the gun just didn't look right, like it was fake. And when they confronted him about that, he threw the fake gun down, and they were able to talk him uh, like out of the roadway or to the sidewalk, they were able to apprehend him without incident and then get him the help he needs. I mean, this is this is textbook. We hear enough of cops that, you know, bad cops. We hear it all the time. But I got to tell you, this is textbook. To be able to do that, to be able to make those decisions, to be able to ascertain and not fire a taser or a weapon when a when an unknown weapon is pointed at you and and be able to apprehend him no incident got him to the hospital he's getting help i mean these two guys my hat's off to him my hat is off to him uh ironically i chose this them i chose this midweek i usually choose, i usually get this wound up like t- uh, midweek and then ironically of course this weekend the tragedy in Pittsburgh at the synagogue. Uh, and, of course, you know our thoughts and prayers are with the victims, the families, all the first responders involved in that. Um, it was just, I, I felt it was ironic. I chose them. I had gotten the graphics all done. I had gotten the story ready to go, got the tweets all pre-made, 
everything ready to go. And then, of course, that's why, if you're on our Twitter, this came out a day early. Uh, and it was because of the tragedy in Pittsburgh that I pushed this up a day for posting on the Twitter feeds. So, da, 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 da. anyway, that is our Honor Thy Heroes. We do that every week. And um, I'm telling you, you can also email me that, too. That's that's the thing. It, you know, it's real hard. It's easier to find a wombat than it is to find heroes. So, if please, if you see a story... You know, uh, dispatch, EMS, police, fire. I want, I want them. Send them in. I will more than happy to honor them. Really will. Um, and so that is honor thy heroes. Now, I do have another thing. I do have another thing. Uh, you know, that I wanted to say. You know, we don't get political on this show. Uh, or you know, I mean, maybe some of you want would probably. You send me emails, you do. I know you do. I'm not going to do it. I try to take a center stance. I always have. And that's why I decided we're not going to have scheduled discussions about it. But Nation Election Day is right around the corner. And it is important to consider the options in front of you in each race. And it's important to realize that you have, in many cases, more choices than just Democrat or Republican. We have allowed ourselves to be distorted by the two-party system. We have allowed our, the, the media to become opinionated rather than newsworthy. And seriously, I mean, we're not Democrats and Republicans. We're Americans. And the only advice I want to offer, and this is just from my chair here, is to stop getting your news and feedback on politics from social media. Stop voting the party line. Think about who really has your best interests at heart, because we're Americans. Act like Americans. And most importantly, get out there and vote on the 6th of November. And vote smartly. It, you know, very non-political, just center. I mean, everyone, you, you read social media, they're like, get out and vote, red wave, blue wave. It's not red wave and blue wave. That's where we've been distorted. You got to think about what's best for you. So many people tow those party lines. And I just wanted to give some, maybe, hopefully, some level headed advice. You know, you're going to do what you're going to do. And that is unfortunately one of the problems that continues to get worse. And, and another reason why I'm, I, I don't want to have those kinds of discussions. On the program, there really is no discussion out there. It's just a political war that I have no interest in. But it is important that you vote because that's how you get heard, believe it or not. So, Barry, I have like 20 seconds for you. What's the address? If we get us to Old Time Radio USA. Very simple, www.oldtimeradiousa.com. You say that like a great announcer. And if you guys haven't noticed, you, you hear his voice sometimes in some of the promos and stuff because he's really good at it, <laughs> and he keeps offering himself up for it. Anyway, Barry, thank you very much for being here. I am so honored to have you, and I'm glad you spent some time with us. Everyone else, joelmahalik.com. Subscribe to the podcast. I'm going to see you next week. Good night.